coming to you live from the second story of our beautiful mansion. It's short and sweet parenting tips. <laughs> yeah, mansion. That one always gets me. Anyway, welcome to Short and Sweet Parenting Tips. We are in the middle of a series about allowances. Today's episode is a shoot-off from last week about spending. Even though we didn't have time to cover the list in the previous section, I'm super excited to share this system, so this whole episode is dedicated to explaining it. The list alleviates many problems connected to an allowance. Mostly, it allows your child to afford big-ticket items without giving them more money that might be spent on impulse buys. The list encourages saving and can minimize frustration for your kiddo who's trying to save up so many allowances to afford whatever they're trying to buy. You can only take delayed gratification so far when you're 10. Am I right? Speaking of kiddos... (laughs) It's time for kids' activities. Hey kids, today I would like you to tape lines on the floor, kind of like roads. Turn corners with the tape and make different angles. You may need your grown-up's help. You can do lots of things on the lines. Maybe you can pretend that you're on a tightrope, or maybe you're a gymnast on a balance beam. Either way, try to walk keeping your feet on the lines heel to toe. Next, you could try to jump across the lines without landing on any pieces of tape. And then you can line up toys, cars, dinosaurs, or even shoes on the lines. Have fun! Before we get into the nitty-gritty about the list, I want to remind you that there are other ways for kids to supplement their allowances. We covered some of them in part one, like chores, grade money, and gift money. In addition to those options, though, we've concocted a no-nonsense go-to system that enables your kids to afford larger items. I feel like I'm an infomercial. (laughs) But it's something we affectionately call the list. This was a real game-changer for our family. I'm so excited to share it with you. But before I explain it all, I want to give you some background. We noticed that our kiddos started wanting to buy things that were pricey enough that they would have to save for several weeks to buy one of the items they wanted. This is a little too much delayed gratification for a second grader, if you know what I mean. When this first happened, my husband and I discussed whether or not we should go ahead and raise their allowance. We hesitated because our girls were just as likely to blow their allowance at the checkout line or on a vending machine rubber ball as to buy something that it was really well thought out. So we created the list. If our kiddo wanted to purchase something but they didn't have all of the money, they could put it on the list. It would sit on the list until the next shopping trip and then we would match their money, essentially paying for half of the item. So bottom line is that we allow each kid to put things that they can't afford onto a list for future purchase. If something is on the list, we parents will pay for half the item. The list ended up actually becoming a verbal agreement in our family and wasn't actually a physical, tangible list. But if you have a legal list in your family, you may want a written list just to be on the safe side. As you might imagine, the list comes with certain rules. Mainly, the kid cannot buy the item during that trip to the store, or if it's online, they can't buy it that day, even if they have their half of the money. So the impulse buying factor, totally taken out of the equation. After they verbally put the item on the list, they would either save their half of the money, or if they already had their half of the money, we would come back another day 
and buy the item. As I think back on it, when our kids verbally put something on the list, really about one-third of the time, they completely forgot about whatever item that they had so desperately wanted in the moment. Part of the beauty of the list is to confirm that the kid is really interested in having the item versus the emotions of an impulse buy. When our kiddos did remember the item and save up for it, though, we parents weren't obligated to run out immediately and make a special trip just to go buy their thing. It was usually at our convenience when we were already out doing errands or the next time we visited that particular store. Of course, always exceptions. Another aspect of the list is looking up the price of items online. We'd go through this with the girls and discuss the pros and cons, showing them that buying through a website is often less expensive. Sometimes they actually might receive the item faster ordering online too. Reason one is that if it's cheaper online, it will take them less time to save their money. The second reason is that it might take another week plus for us to drive back to the original store and two-day shipping would be quicker. It also still rewards delayed gratification because the child didn't get the item right away. I covered delayed gratification in depth during episodes 28 to 29, by the way, if you want to go have a listen. One more note, we only double allowance money, not gift money like birthday cash, not grade money, not chore money. As I mentioned in the previous episode, we do pay pretty generously for chores simply because we don't double the money, but I didn't mention the list in part one. That's a special bonus just for this episode. One other scenario that may come up, travel and family trips. We fine-tuned the list when we were living in Germany and going to a new fantastic country every month. If the girls saved money toward the trip, we would flat out double it. They didn't have to wait or put anything on the list. We still helped them think through their purchases, though, and when the moolah was gone, it was gone. I hope the concept of the list gave you some ideas on how you might incorporate a similar system in your house. For a comprehensive discussion on spending, though, I'm going to point you back to part two from last week. The next few episodes of this series will be divided by age to really target the interests and needs of kids in different seasons of their life. If you happen to have a pre-K kiddo, next week's episode will be completely dedicated to that age range with a pre-allowance system that's linked to behavior. When we wrap up this series on allowances, that will be the end of season one. Woo! (laughs) Now, the focus of season two, though, will be to dive deep into issues that are really challenging, including mental health awareness, gender identity, race and cultural differences, and overindulgence, just to name a few. The purpose of season two is to coach parents on how to navigate these tough topics facing our kiddos. If you'd like a particular subject covered, though, please let me know. You can post it or PM me through the Short and Sweet Tips Facebook page, or you can even message me through shortandsweettips.com. Thanks for tuning in. This was your Short and Sweet Parenting Tip for the Week. Fresh ideas in bite-sized portions.